Support for Silicon Slopes comes from Harmon's Neighborhood Grocer, where food lovers can take cooking classes to learn knife handling, wine pairing, sushi rolling, and fresh pasta preparation. Locations can be found at harmonsgrocery.com. Harmon's, your food, our passion. The This Is The Place podcast, a Silicon Slopes production. I'm Meg Walter in studio with Chris Rawl. Hey, Chris. Hey, Meg. Happy post-Mother's Day to you. Oh, thank you so much. Happy post-Mother's Day to you. You're like one of the ten most important mothers in my entire life. That's a pretty good thing. I'm a little offended I'm not higher on that list, but it's fine. Well, it's like a changing ranking usually. So when you're in the top ten, you potentially could be number one depending on the day. Oh, I see. I'm not number ten. No, no, you're 10. in the top 10. I'm in the top 10. Well, it's like, I'm honored. Yeah, it's like college football rankings. It just depends on the week. I get it. Sometimes you've won six games in a row and everybody gets fired up and ranks you number one. But then you lose to like Toledo and you drop. That just reinforces my theory that nothing is real and nothing matters. Correct. That's the one thing I want to stress about this podcast and life in general. Yeah. Nothing's real and nothing matters. So just go about your day and do the things that you want to do. Sounds like we're like dropping like an emo <laughs> record. <laughs> It was and like, we both got like that haircut where like no, we do one of that. our eyes is covered. <laughs> we should start reading like brief snippets of emo poetry on there to start just would, to really get everybody fired up. I would love that so much. Oh man, I bet if we Googled emo poetry, we would find the funniest stuff. We should probably just become emo poets. Is Meg, it, are you is drinking? It weird if I'm drinking? Meg, are you my drinking drink? on air? <laughs> That's so strange. My 32 hours. You've done a lot of strange things, but you just slurped soda through a straw. In, directly into the microphone. It's Monday morning. I just need a little extra pick-me-up. What's also strange is that we have a mute button you can press on the mic to do stuff like that, but you yeah, immediately yeah. chose yeah, to forsake yeah, that. Yeah. So what did you do for your mom yesterday? I went and I gave her a loaf of bread. Did you bake it? I baked it. You did? <laughs> no, I didn't. That'd be oh. sweet. Where'd you get the loaf of bread? Uh, from someone else. Oh. And then I transferred it to my mom. The more you tell me about this story, the more questions I have. My mom's currently number one. That's fair. She should always be. Actually, there were two loaves of bread. Did you keep one? No, I gave her both loaves because I'm a kind and generous human. Did you get this from a bakery? They're like specialty bread. I don't really know where they came from, though. But they're really good. I ate some of it. So you found two loaves of bread? How did you obtain the bread? Well, there's a person who gave me the bread, and then I. You re gifted bread? Well, it wasn't a gift. The person didn't know what to do with the bread because they got it for their mom, but then they couldn't give it to their mom. So then I gave it to my mom. Wow. It was a double mom gift. Is that good or bad? That's good. I mean, I feel like the effort you put into that gift was minimal. Uh, No. I obtained two loaves of bread. Someone gave you two loaves. Carried them to my mom. They're heavy. They're heavy loaves. I had to carry one in each arm because I couldn't support them both with one arm. What kind of bread? Uh, one was like a blue cheese and walnut bread. Ooh, it was yum. really tasty. And then the other kind was like white chocolate and something else. They were insane. They were really good. That sounds really good. Two thumbs up to them. Two thumbs up to so who made the crazy bread? bread. Uh, a baker somewhere. I don't know the exact person. Is that who you're asking for? Like the name and address well, of like, the baker? Is it a company? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the bread. <laughs> I love my mom. I'm so much more <laughs> confused than I was 60 seconds ago. I did explain the whole situation to my mom so she knew. 
Like, I didn't try to pull the wool over on her. Yeah, sure. I was like, Mom, I got this bread in a strange roundabout way, but I want to give it to you because I think that you like this kind of bread. All right. And she was very receptive about that. Oh, so she's she's not mad that you gave her possibly poison bread. Well, my other option was to take her to Wiener Schnitzel because they offered free Mother's Day meals to mothers. You are the cheapest so the... person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> well, it wasn't a thing about cheapness. It was just about like a quality experience. And what's more quality than spending a day at Wiener Schnitzel Wiener with your mother? Schnitzel. I've never been to Wiener Schnitzel. What? Isn't it just hot dogs? Which Just hot dogs. I love just hot dogs. Just hot dogs. Don't get me wrong. Just hot dogs. That's Mitt Romney's favorite meat we're talking about the here, Meg. hot dog meat. It is indeed. <laughs> you didn't spend your Mother's Day at Wiener Schnitzel? I did not spend my Mother's Day at Wiener Schnitzel. I did make my family take me out to brunch, though. Oh, wow. Where'd you go? Copper Kitchen and Holiday. I've never heard of it, but it sounds pretty cool. Probably not as cool as Wiener Schnitzel, but Not cool. as cool as Wiener Schnitzel, but what is? But probably more options, if I had to guess. There were zero hot dogs on the menu, so Ugh. that might be a con. What, what a low-class establishment. Yeah. So I'm a little worried about the bread you gave your mom, but I'm going to try and move past it. <laughs> Wait, did you enjoy your Mother's Day? I did enjoy my Mother's Day. Everybody made you feel appreciated in life. I got to take a two-hour nap. Wow, that's appreciation. That was the best gift a mother can be given. Well, that's the best gift anyone can be given. It was amazing. I want that for my birthday. It was, Except when I wake up from like long naps, I always feel real crappy. When they... Oh, well, yeah, because you just threw off your sleep cycle. Yeah, and you you wake up feeling like you were hit by a truck, you know? The worst is when you fall asleep in the afternoon and you wake up in early evening and it's like getting dark outside. That's the worst a human can feel. I haven't done that in a long time, and it is a dark place to be. It is awful. You feel like garbage because you, you are. You are garbage terrible. at that point. Terrible. You suck so bad when you wake up at that time. Yeah, it's like, what have I done with my day? It's gone. Those are hours. I'll never get back. I'm so much closer to death. And the part that makes you even more depressed is that you know whenever you try to go to sleep, no matter what time that may be, you just sit there for like hours because you can't go back to sleep. Yeah, you've got to drug yourself to go to sleep because you're way off. Meg, we don't condone drugs on the This I the do. Place podcast. I am a melatonin. I'm Mel- going to say it, abuser. Oh, do you need to talk this through? No, I'm fine. Why? I'm what fine can I do? Habit. What can I do to help? There are worse things. What can I do to help out one of the 10 favorite moms in my life? <laughs> 12-step melatonin <laughs> program. We're going to slowly wean you off it. Meg, this, this has got to stop. Delicious. Happy Mother's Day. For, Thank you. For Mother's Day, we're celebrating it by letting Meg do whatever she wants in this podcast, <laughs> and she has lost her mind. She has slurped into the microphone at least 16 times, and we're like five minutes into recording. My drink is at that place, you know, where it's really good because I put lime in it when it's pebbleized. And so now it's all like the liminess has settled to the bottom. <laughs> so it's like mostly lime and a little Diet Coke, and it's so good. But that doesn't explain why you slurp into the microphone. Because I'm trying to get that last little but there's a mute button. Tell me about technics. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, let's talk about tech since we've really gotten off the rails early on here. <laughs> let's circle back to the purpose of the podcast. Plural Site Live is coming up in August. I believe it's August 28th and 30th of this year. Last year, you went to Plural Site Live and Michelle Obama spoke. Yeah, it was baller. Very exciting time. It was really good. Really good time. You you came back with rave reviews about Michelle. Yeah. As as I presume everybody does, because anytime I hear about anyone meeting Michelle Obama, they just like love it. She's funny. She's sharp. She has amazing arms. I mean, what else is there to say? Uh, I mean, those are the only three things anyone needs. Yeah. So this year, Plural Site Live has announced their keynote speaker. It happened last week, and it's somebody who 
I'm very excited for. I'm assuming you're very excited for Absolutely. because it is another like fantastic, very interesting, very cool person who's going to be speaking. Female, too. Female. Her name is Malala Yousafzai. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that last name right. I think you can just say Malala and people know who Malala is. She is the youngest recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. She's amazing. When she was 12, I believe, she was shot by a member of the Taliban Mm -hmm. in an assassination attempt because she was advocating for female rights in Pakistan. For education, correct? Correct. And she made a miraculous recovery and has gone on to continue advocating for that. She started the Malala Fund, which is about getting education to 130 million girls who were denied the opportunity. Her story is phenomenal. It's very inspirational. She's coming to speak at Pluralsight, and this is great news, Meg. I can't wait. I'm fired up for this. I really am. I think it's going to be awesome. Hats off to Pluralsight for bringing in these incredible speakers. Keep it up. I'm so proud of Aaron Sconard right now. That is amazing. How proud are you of him on a scale of 1 to 10? I'm very proud, and I'm also wondering how much money that costs. (laughs) That's got to be a lot of money. That's really cool. Yeah. So no knock on any tech conference, including our own. We run a tech conference. I'm warranted listening to people who are just like these chill people who have sweet stories. Not tech people. Yeah, that come and talk about these really incredible experiences that they had. That's cool. Like yeah. Michelle Obama and Malala coming out and talking. That's what I'm into. Yeah, absolutely. We're going. That's what anyone's into. You and I are going. I will be there. See you there. <laughs> See you there. I'll save you a seat. Speaking of really cool events and also females attending those events and speaking at them, you attended the Sego Awards. Sego, I did. Sego? Sego. Why didn't anybody tell me that's how it's pronounced? Sego Lily, which thrives in the harshest conditions. So it happened this last weekend. You were there. Tell me me a little bit about it. Well, first, let's go into what you wore. Oh, that's always kind of how we have to introduce you. I wore the one dress that I wear to all the fancy events. So it was full on formal. It was cocktail. And the great thing about the dress I bought. Is cocktail different from form, full yeah, formal? Cocktails, you can go a little more cash. So okay. this dress is very um, fluid in its dress codiness. Mm, so I can dress it up or dress it down. So is cocktail between business casual and formal? Is that where it lies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Did it, you dress it down or up? A little down. Mm, down for the people. Down for Let people know you're like down to earth. Look, guys. I'm loose. I'm fun. Look, I'm funny. I'm... I don't just slurp into a microphone all day at work. <laughs> I have fun, too. <laughs> that, that's what the people pay the money for. <laughs> uh, no, it was a great event. Uh, the, whole, the whole thing was let's recognize women who are doing incredible things that aren't always being recognized. And there are an S-ton of women in Utah doing incredible things that have kind of flown under the radar. It was a night all about these women and awarding these women who are just killing it in business and who don't always get the recognition they deserve. So it was a great event. I was thrilled to be able to attend and support those women. And I will have, by the time this podcast airs, a story will be available. What? You're writing? On silkenslopes.com. You're back on the beat. I'm back on the beat. You've come out of the woodwork. You're back on the beat. I'm writing about the Sego Awards. See? <laughs> She's doing it right now hop, as she slurps. Hop story. See? <laughs> half slurp, half right. It's kind of the schedule that you keep More to. Diet Coke. <laughs> Got to get to the limey bottom, as it's known. <laughs> so, so good. It's, like all, it's getting like a little watery. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Okay, we'll look for that on siliconslopes.com. Yeah, so hats off to Allison Liu of the Braid Workshop who coordinated the whole thing and who is a huge advocate for 
women in business in the state of Utah. How many people were recognized, roughly? Uh, well, there was... Was it like see, a category thing? There were eight categories, okay. and in each category, there was a second-place winner and a first-place winner. So 16 winners total, and uh, there was also probably anywhere from five to ten finalists in each category. And they did a picture at the end with all the nominees on stage, and like they barely fit. It was really great to see. How do we work on you for a nomination next year? I probably would need to start a business. Oh. No, it's not going to happen. Dang it. I like my role of just comfortably watching other people start their businesses. Yeah, that's a good role. Commenting on it. Yeah. We're in the same boat there. It's just comfortable. We're pretty into commentary. We're pretty into like Less a, action, more verbalization. A salary, <laughs> low risk. We kind of like to take it easy. Kind of like, should we tell people our big news? I got evicted I from my office. I don't know what it is. And, oh. now we're, and now we're office mates. Meg and I are roommates. I got evicted because I'm not here enough to warrant a whole office to myself. Yeah. Did you feel put down when that happened? How do you feel? No. Let's walk through the emotional aspect like of this. Like it was pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> you like immediately agreed with it. I was like, yeah, that, that's They're all the right Meg, so you have an office, but why? And so then they chose the second least deserving person of an office. And they're like, who can we combine Meg with? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Chris, you seem like you have a little bit of room in your office, which, which there's definitely no room. There's no room, but it's okay. Because neither of us are really in the office that much. We neither of us really work here. We primarily work from home. No, like neither of us really work. Yeah. Like, we're not that big into working. Good work, roommate. So there's a little bit of funding news that we're going to go over. Outlet. Thank you for the customary outlet funding announcement slurp. Sure. You know those, like, morning radio shows where they have, like, all the fart noises? All the... And <laughs> we the have bombs. some announcements for funding. Like... <laughs> yeah. That'd I'm be... just I'm just doing what I can to make this morning. You're future. doing them live. That's pretty good. I'm pretty skilled. Anyway, That's a lot harder than a soundboard. Funding news. Yeah, in 2015, Owlet released their smart sock, which is a baby's sock that is a smart monitor. It monitors their vitals. Yeah. Since then, they've kind of raised some money here, Meg. They announced $15 million a year ago, I believe it was. And this last week, they announced a $24 million Series B round. Wow. Led by Trilogy Equity Partners, um, some of the other firms that were involved, Eclipse, Broadway, where's, Enfield, Pelion. Where's Trilogy? Are they local? No. Okay, they're, but not, they're local. not a Utah fund. No. They dipped outside the old customary pool here. Sure. I believe the only one that was local that participated was Pelion. Pelion seems like they're in every venture round currently. It's kind of sweet. Good for them. So good for them. Good for everybody. So that's exciting. Owlet's growing. They're growing. They're putting socks on everybody. I'm currently wearing a sock. Do we know what their plans are for the Yeah, to put a sock on everybody. (laughs) No, they're monitor my own breathing. So check the app. I think they're in a pretty good place with that. And they're just wanting to expand their product line. So they're supposed to be introducing new things that we don't actually know about this year. More higher. And so that's what I think it's just a lot of socks, like sweet socks. They're probably going to turn into stance. They're going to be stance. Yeah, I'm down with that. And there's an app for every sock. Like what if there's a Donovan Mitchell sock that monitors your heartbeat? That's baller. Are there Donovan Mitchell socks? Oh, I want Donovan Mitchell on my feet so bad. If there are I can't even describe how badly stance, I want that. If you're listening, please make Donovan Mitchell socks for females and I will buy them. My biggest regret in life is not buying the Rihanna socks while they were available. There were socks that had Rihanna in, I think, her Met Gala ball from last year. And I really should have bought them. And you can't buy them anymore? No, they're not available anymore. Oh, it's like limited edition. That's pretty cool. I know. And I'm a fool. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. We all make mistakes, honestly. 
Um, tomorrow, Friday, because today's Thursday, we have a Silicon Slopes Live, speaking of the jazz, with Steve Starks. Oh, wow. Here at HQ. So that'll be a great one. What if he comes and we just ask him about Donovan Mitchell for a full hour? That's my plan. Yeah, okay. I think everybody's on the same boat. No, yeah. He's the spokesperson for Donovan. Maybe we could slip in a question or two about Joe Ingles or maybe Royce O'Neal. I'm worried about Ricky Rubio. Is he going to be okay? Yeah, maybe we should ask about Ricky Rubio's health. Yeah. Actually, we could probably talk fire for the fight. We could branch around. There's some things to talk about. Well, if it was up to you and me, (laughs) (laughs) neither of us will be involved, let's be honest. (laughs) That's exciting. Come out for that. Yeah, that is I like that one. A That's good a good one. guest. Yeah. Um, They're all good guests, but this one's a particularly good guest. For those of us who like the Utah Jazz. There's a lot of crossover between startup folks and basketball folks. You said that about Hamilton and basketball. Yeah. I think just everybody likes I think basketball. I've been making a lot of claims lately. I do think basketball is a sport nearly everyone can get behind. Yes, because it's not violent and it's fast-paced. And it's you indoors. can marvel at the athleticism you that's involved. You can have delicious treats. Oh, yeah. And they're like athletes. Like, you go to a baseball game and you're like... They're um, people who pull their hamstrings. I don't know. Their hand-eye coordination is off the charts. They're like golfers. You can't even measure how good their hand-eye coordination is, but you just see their bodies and them walking around, and they're like... Some of them are kind of globs, and you're and like... And they have to Ugh. get, like, people to run for them because they can't run to the... Well, place. they always pull hamstrings. That's a problem because nobody ever stretches, and they just, yeah. like, chill on the sidelines and eat sunflower seeds for a while. Yeah, they're not, like, athletes. They're, like, no, they're baseball not... <laughs> players. <laughs> they're athletes. It's just not readily apparent like it is in basketball. Basketball, it's these incredibly tall, fast, ripped individuals who run and jump. Yeah. In the top 99.9 percentile like, of humans. They're like doing circus tricks, essentially. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I really like baseball. I really like going to You're baseball You're a big games. Bees fan. I just like baseball <laughs> games. Baseball is a chill sport. You hang out in the outfield. You get a Diet Coke with lime in it. You slurp. You, you get your you hot dog. Crack some jokes. With mitt. You, you talk gra- about how much you like hot dog meat. You sit out with the people and you like your hot dog. <laughs> out amongst the common folk. Steak who eats steak. Not me. <laughs> Mitt Romney's never had a steak. He's a hot guy. dog man. <laughs> I'm a hot meat. dog meat. It's, that's what kills me. They call it hot dog meat. Like, that's disgusting. He's not lying. It is hot dog meat. But, like, who calls it hot dog meat? <laughs> People who it's their favorite food. It's called... Because it's definitely it's his favorite food. It's called hot dogs. Definitely. It is his favorite food, Meg. We'll slurp to that. Mm. Oh. That one was nice and quiet. That was a good one. Uh, you ready for some tech gossip? Yeah, lay it on me. Uh, so, Amazon... You know, their Echo and Alexa, who lives within the Echo. Mm-hmm. Chained. They've announced that they're going to start focusing on health care and having Alexa assist with health care, which means both having Amazon Echo in doctor's offices to, like, answer standard questions and in homes of people with certain health care <sighs> needs. Okay. All right. This is our to talk to Alexa. I cannot think of a worse idea. <laughs> both- no, this is sweet. Hold on. This is sweet for a doctor, and here's why. Imagine if you have an echo inside of your exam room, mm-hmm. and like probably 90% of questions that doctors feel they hate so bad because they're just so stupid. Sure. And to show them how stupid they are, they'll ask them a question in person, and they'll just like tap the echo, and the echo will tell them the answer. Like that website, let me Google that for you. Like, like you just you can find this anywhere. Why did you pay X amount of money to come in for a doctor's right. visit when you could have just asked an electronic being that would have told you the exact same thing? Here's my thing. Okay. I've been to a lot of homes where Alexa is. Never have I seen a seamless interaction between a human and Alexa. No. It takes a good five minutes (laughs) 
to get Alexa to do what you want Alexa to There's do. There's a lot of misinterpretation. Like, Alexa, turn off the lights. Alexa, Alexa. And Alexa's like, here's what I found on Google for mites. Correct. And it was like, you could have just walked over and turned on the light switch. Imagine when you're like, Alexa, what do I do about the rash on my arm? And yeah. it's like talking about the flu, the or bird flu. your stash of money is in the backyard. Like, it's just... She's incompetent. Like, let's be honest. She's yeah. incompetent. Alexa I don't should think, be fired, honestly. I don't think we should. This trust isn't a sexist her thing. I just think she should be fired. With the health care of our loved ones, is what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like him going into this space. I do like the idea of virtual doctor visits. Yeah, I think that's great. There are companies as who are long, doing that now, and I'm into that. As long as there's a human on the other side. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. It's just basically like a Gchat portal. That's secure that you go into yeah. and the doctor's on the other end and you tell him about the ration your arm and he's like, put cream on it. What do you want? Yeah. And then you leave. And it saved you a lot of time. The doctor's probably way happy on the other end because he didn't ever have to see you in person, which right. is probably the worst because not only do you talk about your rash, but then you bring up the other like 15 things that right. are wrong with your body. Right. Like, oh, my hair, it's been, my hair's been doing this thing lately. Do you know anything about that? And the right. doctor's like, I don't know anything about that. And I anything. totally do that. Every time I go to the doctor, I sneak in like every issue I can. Yeah, you go in for like, because your knee is sore, but then. By the end of it, you've just described every single tiny like pain point on your entire prescribing body. Prescribing me glasses. <laughs> I ate at Wiener Schnitzel the other day, and like <laughs> this thing started happening with my esophagus. <laughs> anyway, I just I'm, I'm just not ready for the robot revolution. I think is what my uh, problem is. Yeah, we're in the same boat. I think we're going to be in a strange place with robots in. Even in 10 years, I think we're going to be in a weird spot. And we're all going to have to be Will Smith in that one movie I never saw, but the dog dies. I am robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am legend. I am legend? There's I, I robot, robot. That's, and then yeah. I am legend. Okay. <laughs> I kind of combined two into one. That's a good Are they both one. Will Smith? Yes. Oh. I am legend, I think, is zombies. Oh, is it not robots? I robots, robots. And I confused them. But I think maybe there's a robot appearance or two in I am legend, maybe, if you think about it. Hmm. I'll have to go watch it. Robots are taking over. Already. Yeah. That's, and they're not feel... very good at it, no. is the thing. If they like were good at it, I'd have so much more respect. Right. If Alexa just came in and immediately whipped my life into shape... And, like, told me all the things I couldn't, couldn't do. I'd be pretty impressed. I'd probably, like, try to kick back against it because I don't like being told what to do. But I'd respect Alexa. Instead, it's just these, like, random floating bits of information it tries to give me. And I don't need any of them. I'm going to try something. Okay. Siri. My Siri on my phone is an idiot. Okay. She doesn't respond to Siri. But she does respond when I call Steven. Like, if I'm upstairs and Steven, my husband, is downstairs. <laughs> and I say, hey, Steven. So I'm going to try. Hey, Steven. She didn't do it. This is incredible stuff. Hey, Steven. <laughs> Steven. She usually is like. This is crazier than the slurping. I've never seen anything like this. How can I help you? And I'm like, Siri, not you, you idiot. I'm trying to talk to my husband. When we said you could do anything on the podcast in honor of Mother's Day, I did not think this is where it would go. Hey, Steven. <laughs> it did happen. She, she turned on. It she, did just. Steven. Steven camera guy. <laughs> you. <laughs> it just starts calling camera guys that you know. How sad that I have a Steven on my phone called Steven camera guy. <laughs> this is insane. I don't even learn people's last names. Freaking Siri. <laughs> okay. Screw you, Siri. And what I'm saying is. Siri doesn't know diddly. The robots have a hard time. <laughs> I don't think we should trust them with the elderly's medication. I can't believe you just did voice recognition over the air using your husband's name and Siri responded. I know, isn't it And wild? spat out a camera guy that you know it's by the wild. same name. That's pretty good stuff. Should we talk a little bit about our, Utah? For our favorite part. For our grand finale. Let's do it. So 
the first part of the story is a little grim, but I promise you it's okay. So so don't get really... I won't cry. Yeah, don't cry. That's basically what I was getting at. So a 100-year-old woman was taken hostage in Salt Lake City. <gasps> but it's like kind of a chill hostage situation. And nobody was hurt. They took the person into custody who took her hostage. So we're fine. Everybody's fine there, okay? So now they're prosecuting the person who took her hostage. So she has to come to court to like explain what went on. And it turned into a stand-up act. This is like the coolest... 100-year-old lady I've ever heard. She's seeing the funniest stuff. So they bring her into court to tell everybody about her experience. Her name's Doris Waston. She's my new hero. Okay. Okay. Happy Mother's Day to Doris, by the way, <laughs> since I'm out here saying happy Mother's Day to everybody. So her opening line, to begin with, I told him I couldn't hear very well. So he talked nice and loud. He was close to me and I wasn't very afraid of him. He put his hand on my little dog that was on my bed. That's the opening statement. I'm sorry. Did someone break into her house? Yes. Okay. Guy broke into her house. She was chilling in her room. He ends up not knowing what to do, so he, like, takes her hostage. Okay. Okay. Because he he thought she wasn't home. He was trying to rob her house. He thought she wasn't home. Right. She was home. He's like, oh, crap. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Okay. So she immediately says she wasn't afraid of him, which okay. is a crazy thing to say, right? Mm-hmm. I'd probably be afraid if anybody took me hostage. This but, soda can could uh, take me hostage. She's 100 years old. She'd probably, like, my days are numbered, whatever. <laughs> right? That's probably That's probably true. So they bring the guy in to have her identify him in front of everybody, and they ask her, is this the guy? And she talks about how he changes hairstyle, and then she's like, I think so. And then she asks the guy, are you the same one? And everybody in the courtroom laughs. Wait, what? It's like a stand-up act. She asks the guy, are you the same guy who took her hostage? The guy in the courtroom. The guy who took her hostage. <laughs> what? Think of how crazy that is. So, like, the guy's sitting on, like, the defendant. <laughs> yeah. And they're she's like, is that the, the guy? Stand? And she's like, well, he has a new hairdo. Are you the guy? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming he had to, like, sadly, like, be like, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes Doris, I'm sorry. So how did she escape or did he just, like, Okay, wait, go? hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. Sorry. So she later tells a story about what was happening. Like, he grabbed her wrist, which was very rude of him to do. And then this is a quote. And just drop me on the floor, on my bum, if that will help. <laughs> I love that she's questioning whether or not that will help. Yeah. For people to know that she was dropped on her bum. I love bum. that she said bum. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> and then she goes on to say, she's like very kind to this guy, right? Okay, yeah. She goes on to say, this is another quote. If anything, he helped me, but I didn't need any help. I handle myself better than that. Okay. She's One. like a self-sustaining individual. She's 100. I can't even take care of myself. I'm like a 32-year-old well, person. Once she had been dropped on her bum, the guy was like, here, let me help you. And she's like, no, And she's I like, no, it. I'm good. I got it. Okay. I got it. All right. I'm fully capable of doing this. So at one point, the guy has a gun. Okay. Yikes. So she sees the gun and she's like, this guy seems like he's in a hurry to like be somewhere, like try to do something. So what does she do in response to this? Well, it'd be pretty scary seeing somebody who's wandering around in a hurry with a gun, right? Mm-hmm. No. Doris goes the other way. She gives him a little speech about how he can take a rest on her couch. She offers her couch as a resting point. Oh, my God. How good is that? Doris is so sweet. She's like, imagine if you came into her life and you weren't trying to take her hostage. Imagine how kind she would be. What would she do if you came in and you're like, Doris, hey, I'm your next door neighbor. I made these cookies for you. She'd probably give you a million dollars or give something. Give you her house. She sounds like the nicest person on earth. Yeah, how is she, she so good in this situation? She She's like the awesome. calmest person. So they call the police together. It's a crazy situation. What? They call the police together. I think the guy like felt remorse about it because probably because Doris was so nice. Yeah. They called the police. She ended up getting taken out by the police. He stayed in. He tried to leave. SWAT team grabbed him. Now that's the end of the story. So now we're okay. Everybody's okay. 
And Doris is the nicest person. So she she was, also said that she forgives the guy. She was taken hostage for like 15 minutes? No, no, no. This was hours. This was over oh. the course of hours. Oh, okay. It was a long time. And she's like offering him a resting place, maybe making him a quick cup of tea, something like that. What a sweetie. How sweet does this lady sound? She sounds amazing. I bet he felt a lot of regret. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? I guarantee it. Hopefully this and he is should, a, I mean. Hopefully obviously. this is a good pivot point. For him and his life? Yes. Yeah, it's like a... If you can't pivot based upon somebody else's kindness in that situation, when can you pivot, right? It's like those movies with the teacher who's like, you've never been seen before, but I see you and I like your poetry. And then like the troubled youth becomes like a, a college professor. They're all, a small business owner. All thanks to <laughs> Mr. Holland and his opus. <laughs> Correct. They become a small business owner. So she's Mr. Holland. Yeah. And we're the small business owners. Yes. Wait, are we? No. Are we the poets? No. The, Wait, who are we? The the burglar. <laughs> okay, the burglar is the small business owner. Yes. So we're excited to write about him on Silicon Slopes like in so the next five hit years. hit us up. <laughs> Criminal. He's probably in jail, right? Yeah. Things aren't going too great right now, but, yeah, but again, hopefully he can out. turn himself around. When you get out, drop us a line. And... Speaking of criminal activity, have you ever been to the turkey plant in Moroni? Can't say that I have. It's a pretty happening place. It's pretty sweet. Moroni, not Moroni. It's Moroni. It's kind of one of our main attractions in Utah. The mm-hmm. turkey plant is, I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's known far and wide for its stellar turkeys. We've got Antelope Island. We've got... The turkey uh, plant. The turkey plant, Lagoon. We've got Lagoon. Those are probably the top three in some order. <laughs> Man, that's grim. Holy cow. Is there anything better than those three? <laughs> Have you been to Lagoon lately? Do you know? No. It's, it's pretty rough. It's not great. <laughs> Here's the funny part. I knew how rough Lagoon was when I was like 13. Yeah. Because it's our feature attraction. Right. And whenever you want something that's, like, really over-the-top fun to do, everybody's like, oh, we're going to Lagoon. It's going to be sick. Like, every school year, that's where you go at the end of the year. It's just, like, the ball in place. Ride the Colossus. And then you go there, and you're 13, and you haven't done anything that's cool. And you're like, even I know this isn't cool, and I'm 13 and never done anything that's cool. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. You'd be better off just getting on a bicycle and riding down your street. That's probably more exciting. There's nothing there, and the people who are there are pretty scary. It's also like 12-year-old kids running the rides. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 12-year-old kids built the rides. They're the ones who laid the tracks on the roller coasters. It's insane. Some of those rides are – something goes wrong. You're dead. Oh, yeah. And so you're watching these 13-year-olds, like, try and (laughs) do a safety check, and you're like, I don't feel good about this. Well, the sucky part is you'd go there for your end-of-year field trip, and they'd make you work that day. You'd start working. (laughs) Like, they'd hand you a hat, and you're, like, measuring people's height on whether or not they can get – they can get on the roller coaster. It's insane. All right. Sorry. Tell me about the turkeys. So the turkey plant, they make – you can go down and eat turkey stuff, and it's really good. I've eaten there before. Ew, but isn't that kind of they have a like a turkey shop. To, like, look at the turkeys and then eat turkey. Well, some people do think that, and that's why some activists went into the turkey plant and stole a turkey, and its name was Abby the turkey. <laughs> Abby the turkey. And it was a sick turkey, and they took oh. it to a vet. It's, like, kind of a heartwarming story, but then they're getting charged – with burglary sure, and my favorite charge, poultry theft, <laughs> which I can't imagine has been used more than like three times in the history of the United States and no. definitely not since 1779. I, I just. How good of a charge is poultry theft, though? The, it does pretty good. Also, there are animals that like I care about, you know. Like if this was like a Cruella de Vil situation and there were a bunch of puppies on this farm. By all means, steal the puppies, take them to a vet. Turkey, though? I mean, like, does anyone miss a turkey when a turkey's gone? Like, But what about a turkey named Abby? 
well, the, I mean, did they name it or did the farmer name they it? They named it. That's the problem. Once you name an animal... <laughs> then you're screwed. You're attached. Yeah. But, like, a turkey's pretty much just like a walking sandwich, right? So you don't care about turkeys. Mm. <laughs> no soul. No heart over here. Do you? Oh, no. No, you don't care about any animals. You're, yeah. like, on Cruella de Vil's side. <laughs> I was one of the activists. You watched that movie. Wait, and no, you're I, like, no, I was part of the plant. I got that wrong. <laughs> you should, you should make Dalmatian coats, Cruella. I'm your first customer. Uh, I wear a lot of fur. Yeah, as you know, you have very expensive taste. I have a lot of fur. I have a boa, a fur boa, mm-hmm. and I have a couple coats. Yeah, I got a pa- one pair of pants. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. That's ostrich stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones are really rare. Ostriches are weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guarantee there's none named Abby. No. There's an ostrich at the zoo. We went to the zoo the other day, and it's just a really awkward animal. Okay, but what what can you be charged with poultry theft for? Like, how much poultry do you have to steal to be charged with that? Sounds like just one turkey. Does it encompass other things? Like, if you stole a couple eggs, is that poultry theft? Probably. Wow. Right? Wow. Or maybe it has to be an actual bird. But what if you stole a million eggs versus one bird? I would say the million eggs is a lot more lucrative. Well, now we're going to get into like an abortion debate because it's like a chicken versus egg debate. When is an egg a bird? That's a great question. Right? Um, Our country is literally divided over this this question. Our country is literally divided over whether or not you can steal turkeys versus eggs. We have to go. It's time for team meeting. This has turned into quite the moral quandary that we'd love to leave our listeners just pondering. I like how I like just threw abortion in there at the end. (laughs) Always a quick little note to bring the (laughs) listeners down before we leave. I like that we always try to make people laugh for 30 minutes of the podcast. And then the 31st minute, we think of like the saddest thing that we want to talk about. And we're like, like, do you ever think about just like death and like how probably your whole family is always dying and you never know when it's going to happen? Last week we were like, so terrorism. Anyway, see ya. So anyway, abortion. See ya. We'll leave you on that note. See you guys. (laughs) Remember to rate and review this podcast. Support for Silicon Slopes comes from Harmon's Neighborhood Grocer, where food lovers can take cooking classes to learn knife handling, wine pairing, sushi rolling, and fresh pasta preparation. Locations can be found at harmonsgrocery.com. Harmon's, your food, our passion.